Hey everyone, and welcome to the Splatsploitation Book Club, my podcast where I bring in an author from the Splatpunk extreme horror scene uh, to chat about a book they enjoy. And this week I have Kevin V.A. Allison with me. So welcome to the show, Kevin. Uh, thanks for having me on, man. That's why I think I said Kevin straight away now. I got it wrong straight, straight away. Straight away, yeah, no. I know. Yeah. I just rolled with it, man. <laughs> I know. I corrected myself nicely quickly, but then I thought, no, I'm going to call myself on it. Um, so yeah, welcome to the show, Calvin. It's uh, it's been a long Thanks. time coming. This one I was initially planning yes, to have yeah. you really early on, but just yeah. took a while. <laughs> Hectic lives. Exactly. Yeah, the amount of books you release, I'm not surprised. <laughs> it's the it's the kids, not the books, man. They're annoying. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I wrote a whole book about it. <laughs> um, so yeah, before we get started on uh, chatting about the book this week and a couple of other things, um, just give you a chance just to. Uh, Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, about the books you've got out, uh, what books you would recommend to them first off, and where to get them, and anything else you want to chat about, like your publishing company, maybe. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, cool. Uh, yeah, uh, Kelvin V. Allison, everyone who knows me personally calls me Scooby, uh, named after my dad's pet cat, and it's a long story. But yeah, mm. I've written a... Uh, 40, about 45 novels, I think now, and little novellas and shorts and stuff. Uh, I used to put them out on Lulu and realised that hardly anyone bought anything off Lulu. So past maybe four years, they've all started coming on Amazon, which is where you can find most of my stuff. And uh, Shadow House Press, me and uh, the wife drama, we uh, we put our book, my books through there. And she's got a good book as well, Frey. I have to plug that. Uh <laughs> And uh, it, is a good, it is a good book. I hate her for it. Uh, she's like, oh, you can write as well. Brilliant. You know what I mean? That's my one thing. Uh, that was my thing, And yeah. she, does indents, she does indents as well. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, yeah, uh, my, I would recommend. Uh, depends what you like because I know some authors stick to the same sort of subgenre, but I kind of do a bit of everything. So, uh I always worry that people who might like more, more extreme stuff will then read something else and go, oh, this is crap. Uh, but yeah, I'd recommend Lonesome Oaks, uh, Belden of Oz, my new one. Uh, Sprouts, that'd be nice. Get, get a Sprouts sale. Uh, but yeah, you know. We also run our indie horror novels on Facebook, which is uh, try and support loads of indie authors and much as I can and get stuff out there. Uh, yeah, so I'm yeah, not very interested. Yeah, you do a great job, I think, with the indie horror site. I think it's it's always quite active. Loads of recommendations on there. Trying to, yeah, trying to keep it active. Like your your vids are always in there, and just trying to support people. Uh, just trying to keep it active and and just support people. You know, people always go, oh, "You do loads for the community," like they say to you, and, and you do do loads. I just accept posts in the group, really. <laughs> I don't really do a lot, but I do like support. It's my toxic trait is supporting people. Uh, <laughs> I think you're selling trait. yourself a bit short there. I imagine that. Uh, I'm a Spurs fan. Battle. I'm used to <laughs> That indie battle royale thing is definitely not uh, a little bit of work. That looks like a lot of work to it, me. It got a good response. I was spending a couple of hours every day doing it, mm. which is like four kids and we homeschool them, the, the youngest ones, and and we work from home with the conventions as well. So fitting in was a struggle, but I don't mind it 
when you get the the response that we got, it was it was really good. And I know a lot of people tried new books that hadn't tried, uh, yeah. and it put me. I read uh, Daniel Volpe. Is it Volpe? Volpe? Yeah, I say names like wrong. <laughs> yeah, I read uh, Left to You because of mm. it won, didn't it? Yeah, and what an amazing amazing book that is. Oh, really fantastic book. Yeah, powerful novel. Uh, I would I would never have the nerve to write something like that. I think that's an insane. No, no, book. I'd. I'd, I'd <laughs> I'd fuck it up. I'd completely offend people. And <laughs> it was amazing. I actually remember, uh, I think a post of, that you'd said about it, it was like, felt like two different books yeah. in a way. You kind of, I kind of didn't want, I think you'd said the same, didn't want the, the war part to end because mm. I was really enjoying that backstory, <laughs> but I was also enjoying the other part just as much. But it was so, such a, it deserved to win, you know, such a yeah. good book. Yeah, it was a great book. And yeah, it was a really good like concept overall doing the uh, Battle Royale thing on there. Like you said, uh, there was a lot of books on there where you're like, oh, I've not heard of that one before. That's pretty interesting and kind of yeah. good to look it up. And I imagine it created a lot of extra sales for people. So I think you've done an awesome job. Oh, it? I hope so. And, it, and it's bigger this year. Last time we, I started out with 128 indie horror novels uh, and it went through about four rounds. It went through about three rounds, then quarterfinal, semifinal, final. Uh, all randomly generated. So there was, I know some people I think I felt were like, well, I'm up against this big name <laughs> or, you know, this book's only got through because it's gone up against, I don't think there are any weak books, but do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, but that's the nature uh, of the beast, though. You can't. Yeah, that that's yeah. the thing with randomising it. Uh, yeah. Otherwise, you would have to think... read all 256 books and then it would impossible. And then it'd be your judgment anyway. So it still wouldn't yeah, be. I mean, the way I did it, I said, even if you haven't read the book, read the synopsis and the book that appeals to you most. Yeah. Vote for that. And this year, well, when we're starting again in January, we've got 128. Maths isn't the best. We've got twice as many. So what's that? 126. 256. Yeah. 256 books. Uh, I'll sleep at some point. <laughs> we'll get it done. And it may run. For, I mean, it ran for two months last time. So it'll probably run for a lot longer. But I enjoy it. So. Yeah. Oh, it was good fun. I thought it was, yeah, like I said. Very my good my fun books aren't going in again. I, I was going to put them in. I'm not. They're not now. I was putting them in. Uh, okay, and then I yeah. realized someone had said, uh, Roland Bursey's not in it. And I went, wait, he didn't because we had a, a deadline to apply. Right. But there were so many people commenting. Uh, and uh, people said, put your books in. I didn't really want to. Because I always think Peter might go, well, he's not, he's fiddled the votes, but. So, mm. and they said, oh, uh, Roland's not, his name's not on the list. And I went, I don't think he replied in time. They went, yeah, he replied there. And I went, oh, oh God, he did. So I've taken my books out and put his books in. And I'd rather that anyway. He's, he's a great author. Great guy. Yeah. Oh, Dr. Parasite's one of the best books I've read this year. I think, like, I think it would stand really a good, good chance myself. I loved that book. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I know what you mean about, like, your own books, like, I've had a few people kind of say to me, like, oh, you, you know, you should plug your books more on your channel and stuff. And it feels awkward, right? It's just like, does, I'll mention yeah, them a little yeah. bit, but I won't like hammer at home. And when I'm trying to talk about other people's books, it feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. No, completely. I get that completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I would say as well, I think of yours. Um, yeah. For like the more extreme stuff, I think like Sissy and Reptile Dysfunction are both. Really good books. I would definitely yeah. recommend those to people. Shop to you drop actually is getting a lot of interest at in the minute. Mm, there's a, there's well, a, yeah. 
There's a TikToker, a TikToky, whatever you call him. I don't know. Uh, I think he's Mexican. He's probably not. I've probably insulted someone there. And he's read reptile dysfunction and raved on about that. And I got a lot of sales. And now he's just raved on about shop to drop. Oh, nice. And I'm okay. getting a lot of sales. And Mary as well. People are going mad for Mary at the minute. I don't know if you've yeah. read Mary. No, no. It's uh, Mary on Godless. It's on no, it's on a it's on Amazon Kindle Unlimited. It's, it's only seven good... pages long. Yeah, it's just seven it's short, pages isn't long. It? Yeah. Last weekend I had thirty-one reviews on Goodreads, and I've got like eighty-five <laughs> now. Oh wow! Nice. Uh, which I don't understand. Someone's talking about it somewhere, but yeah. where is I don't know. Uh, no yeah, idea, you get that sometimes. I had it with Elephant Cock, not the reviews, just the sales suddenly spurred up, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And then I spoke to someone about ten weeks later. And they were like, oh, yeah, like, I got all this shit off of your book that I reviewed. Like, oh, my God. And I was like, oh, really? Wow, that's the way I had to, like, go back and look in the group. And I was like, oh, well, there's, like, five pages of people slamming me, but that's where all the sales came wow. from. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any publicity is good, man. Exactly. It worked out nicely. Like, one-star reviews. You know, hmm. that's that's a gift sometimes to us. Us, isn't it? Yeah, I saw um, Harrison earlier like selling his book like mad because of an awesome one star review. Just got to amazing, learn how to use it. Amazing. I mean, I've just I've only just started reading him, him his work, Shotgun Nun the other day, mm. which I like devoured in two nights, and now I'm on Shotgun Nun too. And it's just I love exploitation films. Yeah, trip same. with teacher, trip with teacher, stuff like that, uh, mm. which not a lot of people seem to have seen, but a lot of the old stuff. Uh, and it just hits all the right notes. It just, yeah. it's good. Yeah, funny really enough, good. I'm reading Shotgun Nun 2 as well. I'm about 60% through it, I think. So. Yeah, I'm about 30%, um, but it's great. Yeah. All right, so you read a bit that I was, yeah, I made a comment on my Patreon earlier. I was just like, about the fact that, like, the end of the book just happened, and I'm only, like, 30% of the way through it, so I have no idea what's going to happen now. Oh, man. Yeah, I can't wait to finish more of it later, like, but yeah, awesome. Um, so yeah, before we spoil that one, um, we're we'll get on to the book we're going to talk about today in a moment. But um, to start with, uh, you've got a, a short, like, sixty-second or under story for us, have you? Yeah, yeah. Uh, can't promise it'll be any good, but <laughs> wait. They told me I wouldn't feel any pain. That's what they told me. The guards, mother, father, Cooper, the warden. I try to study their faces as they stand around me while I'm strapped to this bed, needle emptying liquid fire into me. As the darkness grows at the edge of my vision, their faces morph into those of my victims. Is it real or the drugs? I think it's real. They've come to see me suffer. I can't say I blame them. I made my name on their pain, and it feels good to have old friends with me. <laughs> nice. And that's it. Thank you very much for that. I enjoy yeah. people coming on just telling these little stories. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. Yeah, I get a bit of mixed response from it. Like some people do it, some people don't, because obviously it's extra work and everyone's working really hard. But yeah, they're always yeah, yeah, fun. Definitely. <laughs> um, so yeah, the book that we're going to talk about today is um, Megan Stockton's Quiet Pretty Things. Um, Amazing. Yeah. Um, before we kind of delve into it, I will say that there's this will be spoilers. We jump around, talk about whatever we want. So if you haven't read it before please go read it first like pause it just go and read a 350 page book and then come back or just listen to me and calvin tell you why it's amazing and why you should go and read it 
Um, so yeah, before we kind of start delving into it, I just will ask, uh, what made you pick this book out of any of the others you could choose? It is because it's my favourite fucking book ever, basically. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, just sort of met Megan on Facebook as you do, Red Ethic first, which is, if you haven't read it, is an amazing book. Uh, and then moved on to this and it just blew my mind. Uh, really, really blew everything about it. It just, uh, she's got a, oh, she's got a weird way of writing. The way she writes is so visual to me mm. that I felt like I was in White Branch. It just, it's so, and it, it shook me. It really shook me, the book. Really. Yeah. The, yeah. the first note I wrote was like, yeah, it's just, a really cinematic feel right like i feel like i was watching yeah, yeah definitely a definitely. really good episode of true detective or memories of murder or yeah yeah and it like felt that. like reading it obviously uh you'll know because you're an expert on this sort of thing with films uh it felt what reading it like in my head it was there's a type of way they film stuff uh i've seen three kings with george clooney yeah yeah you know that that kind of is it a filter it's kind of a yeah. You got that I, sort of. I don't know what I'm on about. That's you know what I mean, though. Filter like to it. A sun bleached sort of. Yeah, yeah. It's all saturated it, and sort of colours yeah. drained from it. Yeah. Yeah, and it it felt reading it like in my head. That's how it was all playing out. Because I know people are different. I've got a friend, uh, one of my dear friends, Janet. When she reads, she doesn't. I think she says she doesn't picture stuff. Mm. Flies. I picture everything like a, yeah. a movie in my head. And I write the same way. Uh, so this was just unfolding, and I was just like getting pulled into it even more. Uh, yeah. Just, yeah, I'm the same. Now. Everything is filmed to me. Even when I talk about books, I just call them films half the time or use yeah, cinematic yeah. language. <laughs> it's just how I that think. Such, <laughs> such a good book. Such a good book. Yeah, I'd only read um I'd read Blue Jay before, which I really enjoyed. It was like a cool little torture porn book. But really um, good book. Yeah, this was like this sprawling noir like yeah, small yeah. town noir sort of book. And it had just, a kind of a no country for old men feel about it. Yeah, very kind much of, so. Yeah. Yeah. Just without the humour really. Like there's, yeah, there's yeah, some definitely. funny moments, but it's pretty fucking stark yeah. and bleak. Uh I want to look about Megan as well. Megan seems to uh, doesn't stick to the same subgenre. Hmm. She, you know, you got Blue Jay, Ethic, uh, QPT, and uh, the one that came out at the start of this year. Nobody knows it but me, which right. is amazing. That's really amazing. Uh, and they're all different subgenres, you know. And she's hmm. and whatever she turns her hand to, she's frustratingly talented and humble <laughs> with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I yeah. said um, I done a video. Fan. Yeah, I done a video not too long ago of like people to kind of watch within the genre. And I said the same thing. I just think she could turn her hand to any genre and it's going to be can. a good book because the characters yeah. are always so strong. Like that's the thing that oh. makes her writing so good is the characters are all real people. They're all just got and, so and, many little interesting details about them. Yeah. And, the, the, and uh, I struggle sometimes. Uh, I shouldn't say that. Well, drama said, don't go on and say anything. Don't embarrass yourself by saying anything. <laughs> or, you know, you're too opinionated. I struggle. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm the same names. I struggle sometimes reading uh, with uh, dialect, with speech, uh, when people mm. chat with each other. Uh, I don't know what I'm on about at all. No, when people are chatting, sometimes it feels clunky. Yeah. Uh, 
And I, I, that's for me, that's when I switch off sometimes. Uh, but Megan, it flows. Uh, mm. Candice Nola's the same, that the, the conversations when the people are chatting, it just yeah. flows. Uh, Harrison Phillips does the same. It, it, it's amazing. Amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's not surprising that all of those have got a filmic quality to it. Like dialogue's obviously a yeah, much yeah. bigger part of film than book. And yeah. all of those authors, their work feels very cinematic when you read it. And I think that probably yeah. helps it, with the dialogue. And I need to learn these skills because really, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it, it makes a difference for me. And I know other people might not like the same sort of stuff, but for me, it, it, that's what makes the book amazing, amazing. Yeah. Did you um did you enjoy the structure of it? Did you like the uh, alternating chapters with different characters? Yeah, really like that. I really like that. Uh, everything about it. I I did a uh, one of my little own little video reviews of it, and there is I can't think of anything I didn't like about it uh, that it ended. Maybe <laughs> you know what I mean. That's the that's the only thing I could think. Uh, yeah, I, I need more. I, I pressure her to write more. In the same place because White Branch, yeah, I want to be there. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think it was a safe place to be. Well, you might be <laughs> well, all right. You were, you're a guy. You'd be fine. But I wouldn't recommend anyone <laughs> in the White Branch. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> so, did you like? Uh, I'm guessing like you really enjoyed like the main characters and Quentin and um, Pulaski. I I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Robert showed. Uh, there's a Quentin. Quentin yeah, Robert showed. Quentin Robert showed. Uh, yeah. Little bits that she's the way she writes stuff, like there's a bit. I think, uh, is this a spoiler free bit? Can we, yeah, 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 spoiler yeah. when he sat, he sat with his wife at the table, uh, near the start, and there's obviously like a wedge between them where they've just lived together and they're just not, they're basically like it felt real. I've done the same with my ex wife, where basically you're coexisting in the same space, hmm. but you're not necessarily. A couple, you're just there. So yeah. reading bits like that, it felt very real. It's very, you know what I mean. Oh, uh, they were so yeah. tough. Some of those bits oh. where he's just like, where you like, where the chapters, his chapters, like obviously because each chapter was from a person's perspective. Yeah. So you had five different characters, and each chapter was from their point of view. So when you get to those Quentin chapters and you see just what he's thinking inside compared to what he's saying outwardly, yeah. you're like, dude, just fucking tell her that like, you love her or yeah, you yeah, want to definitely. be different like but it's like this prideful character who just can't yeah, yeah. show emotion and you're like but you're thinking it's so it, well written. like do it like it's so good so good i was flicking back for it i've got it got it next to me i was flicking back for it earlier uh my, my brain went <clears> on the names uh <laughs> and uh and i was flicking back through it and i looked at the certain bit again which broke me uh, this is a sport of it. Torres, man. Oh, that broke me as well. You know what? That's the yeah. first time first time I've cried. Uh, I'm a Spurs fan. I cry every weekend. But the first time I've <laughs> cried at a book, uh, it broke me. And I read it. <laughs> I read it and was like, nah. If you ever go back and read it again, I hope it's changed. Uh, yeah. And it just literally, but reading it, reading it again just now, and then he went again. It's uh, when he's he's pumping on his chest. Yeah, you know, I'm Polanski sound just letting go. Oh, my throat went. <laughs> Polanski's going just letting. Mm -hmm. You know, he's gone, and you know, yeah, and I think that's can't a, go to the funeral afterwards and stuff, and you're like, yeah. oh my god. Like, and I think is... that was a lot of guilt, a lot of guilt on Robichaud's part for the fact that yeah, 
not necessarily treated him like shit, but he could have treated him nicer. Well, it was the it was the frustration, wasn't it? Not so much of how he was treating him, of like this the fact they weren't listening to him. Like as a reader, yeah, yeah. you're getting um Rion's chapters as well. So you know yeah. from the killer that Torres is getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, 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 and yeah. then you go to like Polanski or Quentin and they're like, nah, it's not that. Like stop fucking around <laughs> with the flowers. You like just yeah, fucking yeah. listen to him. Like you're gonna get him killed. Yeah. It was like such foreshadowing that when it happens, you you're blaming him. Like, even yeah. though Ryan's oh, the guy who killed him, you're like, Quentin man, like you could have done something. Yeah, yeah, completely. And I got so angry with him. Uh, <laughs> and then that all went when he was just broken, when yeah. he was like... Yeah, when he and, shows you, know you I mean? that actually it did mean more to him than he'd even let on. You're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, now I feel bad that's, that I was pissed with you. That's powerful writing. You know that's what I mean? fantastic really, writing, yeah. Uh, <laughs> blew me away. Really did. Uh, and, uh, yeah, loved it. I, you know, I love it. Wait, yeah, I wait, really, wait, um, wait. I always think with stuff like this, it's so easy to, uh, well, not easy, but it's so, so often the weak point in these sort of stories or films or anything is the villain because they're, you yeah. know, they're just, they go around killing people. That's, you know, that's the thing. And it's like trying to work out how to capture them. But because you've got the chapters from the villain straight away, you kind of get to learn his mindset as well. And, not necessarily yeah, yeah. why he's doing this, just like the glee he's taking in doing it, but also all yeah. of these odd little quirks, like him not liking mess. Like you think he's tidying up the crime scene to not get caught, but he doesn't like things being disorganized and stuff. It's yeah. so odd. But... There was there was another bit that got me uh, big time reading it. Uh, I'm more of a cat person than dogs, but you know, I wouldn't want any animal hurt. But the bit with the dog. Yeah. And I was like, wow, you know, She's gone there. Well, yeah, there but was some brutal kill. Glad she did because it's it makes it more real. Yeah, you know, nothing no. was off the nothing was off the table, and I like that in a book. Yeah, no, you know no, it I mean? was um, it wasn't stuffed full of kind of extreme horror, but when the violence happened, it was brutal. Like the stuff he done to yeah, that yeah. church girl and the woman walking her oh. dog and the bookstore yeah. girl, like it was all nasty yeah. shit. Because it's definitely, I mean, you would get some people disagree. Uh, I mean, there's. I I always say Silence of the Lambs is horror, and people go, "No, Silence of the Lambs isn't horror; it's crime." And I'm like, oh, it's horror. He eats yes. people's faces. He's a serial yeah, killer. It's horror. horror. <laughs> how how is it? He wears the. How is it not horror? So yeah. I'm sure there'll be people who will go, "But this isn't horror. This is crime." And and I'm guilty if people have said, "What if it was like a film? What film would you say it's like?" I always say Seven, uh, mm. because yeah. it feels very not like that, but that's the closest yeah. thing I can think to it. And they go, well, that's crime, but it's horror as well. No, it's horror as well. You know I, mean? I understand that people think Seven's a thriller, but it's not. Like, it's a horror. Apart a, from the bit where he puts Gwyneth's head in the box, that's not horror. That's yeah. just pure gold. That, that's, not, that's not a thriller at all. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, quite pretty things. There is a film, isn't there? Have you seen the film? Uh, what, sorry? What film? Quite Pretty film. Quite pretty Things. No, I haven't, no. Megan's, Megan's husband makes films. So oh, okay. they've made a film of it. There's like I think it's an hour and forty five minutes long, and it's on letter letterbox. Is that a thing? Have I made that. Yeah, up? letterbox. Yeah, that's not yeah, a place on... to watch it, but yeah, it's a place to look up the details of it. I might not be there. It's on something. Uh, I've I've just because my life is how it is. I've not gone around and watching it yet, 
And I think she said, when I chatted to her, she'd correct me. I think it starts, because the book starts with the first kill, I believe. Yeah. But I think because of time constraints, the film starts maybe five or six kills in. Right. Uh, But I'm going to watch it. I've just not seen it yet. Yeah. I imagine that was quite quite fun to adapt. Yeah, so I've gone oh, yeah, the other yeah. way. I started as a scriptwriter, so three of my books were like scripts beforehand, and I've adapted them into books. Oh, cool. cool. But yeah, she must have gone Several the other way and adapted the book into a film. Done the same thing. Several of mine, uh, Trouble with Rabbits and a couple of others, started out as uh, RPG uh, scenarios. Oh, really? I used oh, to nice. run a lot of RPG conventions and went, yeah. needs to be a book. So, yeah. Yeah. It's weird how stuff like that happens, isn't it? It's good fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's there for a reason that. Um, but yeah, I no, I hate his new glasses. <laughs> I definitely thought the kills were just, yeah, really brutal. Like I said, like the dog walker, like she just seemed nice. And the bookstore yeah, yeah. girl, you were just like, oh, leave her alone. And the church girl, you were just like, what are you doing? Don't go with the creepy weird dude. But he's there not a go. creepy weird dude, unfortunately. Go. Like the way Megan writes him, yeah. he comes across as this handsome charming guy who's just got dead eyes so as long as you're not dead eyes yeah. kind of looking into his eyes you're not going to really think anything such of a, it it's such a it's so powerful uh and i think that's another quality where she's done she's made them uh likable not all the victims mm. were likable some no they deserved it but no but, but <laughs> where some you know brought it on themselves where some of them were really likable uh we've we've both seen films where if you don't have any empathy with the characters who are getting hunted and killed, you just hmm. don't fucking care. No. So, you know, but that's more slasher like territory, really, isn't it? Where yeah, this yeah. is very much like, like I said, some nasty noir sort of movie. And yeah, yeah. you have to make them. I enjoyed, um, enjoyed the wrong words, it's horrific, but I liked the fact that Emily kind of fell for his charm to a degree because that yeah. just showed that anyone could. Like, you, like yeah. you didn't feel like, oh, these women need to you know, be more careful. It's like, no, even the one who's married to a cop didn't see this come in. Like, it's, like, you know, there's nothing you can do. This guy is basically a scam artist who's very good at what he does. Completely. And the scary thing is you get people like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, So it makes it real. She's, she's, Megan's written this. She's really tapped into gold. Mm. Freud gold. (laughs) Yeah. She's, uh, she's really tapped into just, just gold. It's an absolute diamond of a book. Can't praise it highly enough. Yeah, yeah, I I really liked again. I, I liked um, again these aspects maybe don't work in film, but they work in book better. There's quite a lot of like just little red herrings or little things that don't go anywhere, like because yeah. they're just working on certain clues. Like the flowers, like is obviously the killer's calling card, and but there's nothing about those flowers other than the fact that he brought some flowers that could really yeah. lead back to him right like his little puzzle wow. pieces like there's yeah. no way of tracking that it didn't actually mean yeah, anything I mean, so quentin was, and Pachowski were right but yeah is it torres's mother wasn't it uh torres's mother, mother had, yeah she had the old yeah. like, game set and that was it, just yeah. pure pure luck which hmm. it was brilliantly written uh but he you know rion was clever really hmm. clever uh, and I like the, you say a little red herring, there's something else Megan has in all her books. The cat, no, the cat in the freezer. Or the cat okay. near the freezer. Yeah. That cat's in ethic, in ethic as well. 
Uh, and I'm pretty sure the, the same cap pops up in Blue Jay. I think it does. And in uh, the latest one, it's like a oh, reoccurring okay. cap. So a little Love Easter egg cap. <laughs> yeah, it's great, man. Yeah. Yeah, no, I just, uh, yeah, it says one of those books that just worked. It kept you in fraud. It's quite a long book, but like you said to me beforehand, like, no, it's got a good, it's slow burn, but you want to keep reading. Yeah. Like, it, it didn't feel like she was in a rush to tell this story. Like, because you're kind of like where you know, you know who the killer is really quickly. Like, as the reader, yeah, yeah. you know it within the first, like, what, 20, 30 pages? I think yeah, it like, is something like that. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like an episode it's, of Columbo back in the day. You find yeah, out straight yeah, like, away. Man, there's like 300 pages then... to go, and I know who the yeah. killer is. So, how on earth is this going to play out? And that that takes skill because you know, if it's the other way where you don't know who the killer is, uh, I wouldn't say it's easier to write. But this one, she's kind of kept having to keep him ahead of him. Yeah, there's nowhere to really, hide, right? Really like you can't. Oh yeah, exactly. You can't make the characters dumb because the author, the reader already knows the details. So the exactly, characters, exactly, if they don't yes. know the details, there needs to be a reason for them not to know it. Because as a reader, otherwise yes. you're just like, for fuck's sake, like just go there, do that. Like there he is, like no problem. Kind of like, uh, like I mentioned, I always compare it to Seven. And hmm. Seven, normally when you're watching these films, you've met the killer at some point. Seven is just a fucking bloke who ends up at the police station <laughs> as carved his finger carves his tips of his fingers off. I don't think you see him at any point in the film. No. Apart from where they chase him off from a doorway or something. It isn't like, oh, it was the fucking butler or yeah. old man Withers who runs the... <laughs> there, was, there was nothing. Uh, so, but with this, because you knew from the start who it was, the way that she kind of still kept him ahead of the killers, ahead mm -hmm. the killers ahead of the police, was really, really talented. Yeah, it's why Damn I messaged her. Uh, well, I didn't message her. I just mentioned on my Facebook page about memories of a murder because it just yeah it just reminded me of korean cinema really where they tend to kind of right. give you the end of the film pretty early on and then after that you're like well yeah. now i don't know what's going to happen and it's the <laughs> same with this one i'm like well i know they have to catch him at some point but like i know who it is like how is he like what is he going to do now and you're following yeah, well. his crazy line of thinking and at the same time like this kind of you know, these real people in trying to investigate this crime and the stress of having to deal with a serial killer in a small town, which sounded yeah, yeah. horrendous. While also they're uh, like, you know, meeting for breakfast or whatever. And you're like, okay, this is like really real. But it was good because it wasn't just like you had a Polanski, Robichaux and Torres, but you also had Paltrow. Yeah, the, Paltrow uh, was really good character. And I really liked Paltrow. Really liked Paltrow, but what? What was the thing with the photographs? I like to take out these photographs and mm. I need more. I need more of that. And I think I've said that to Megan. You know what I mean? I think, I yeah, like that. I, because that was really late in the book. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, okay. Like, because you're like, okay, he's got to be slightly creepy. He's a mortician. But well, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, when he starts having this secret folder that he's like, people can't know about because he's like got all these photos of dead people. I thought you're for like, a well, second, is he part of it? You know what I mean? It was. Yeah, I didn't yeah. think he was part of it, but it was like one of those little details where it's like, oh, like, are you, are you kind of like the the okay version of Rion? Like, is Rion the gone wrong version, and you're the yeah, version yeah. who's into that morbid shit but doesn't do anything about it? Like, yeah, 
that's why we write. You know, we get out on yeah. paper, so we're not out killing people. That's that's what it is. Exactly. People are like, oh, you're always so nice. And I'm like, yeah, it's because I get to be a dick when I write. <laughs> I don't have to take it out on people in real life. I could just destroy them in a book. Oh, it's therapeutic. It is very therapeutic. But no, I really liked Paltrow. I, I was very, I'd say he's probably my favorite character in the book just because he was... Really good. He was odd and he was kind of likable and a bit yeah, yeah. better than again they didn't treat him like torres because obviously he wasn't a cop he's like you know this is morgue worker but yeah yeah he just had this like way of looking at things that i kind of quite liked i was like yeah he's a bit creepy but like, he I like how much him, he yeah. yeah i like how much he sees like he's not he didn't see torres as some rookie kid he was like no this these guy's intelligent he's gonna do things like you know and, and, yeah. But he also understood Quentin's mannerisms and behaviour. Yeah, very clever. I'd say he's probably the, cl- the the cleverest person in the novel. Yeah, I think uh, so. Uh, not just in terms of he's clever, what he's doing is the way he sees people. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. worked it out as well, didn't he? Like, yeah, like, obviously Torres worked it out first, but Peltra wasn't far behind. Yeah. <laughs> they were both Torres, ahead of the veteran cops. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, going back to um, going back to Torres's death quickly. Did you um, it was it was, brutal, ex- man. It was extra brutal, right? Like, do you think extra that was brutal. to? Do you think that was to kind of solidify Rion as being the absolute worst, or do you think that was to punish Quentin and Palowski? I think I personally uh. Didn't I mean it's, it's about a year ago since I read it? Didn't Robichaud go on the radio or the TV? Yeah, and give and basically out said dis- like, "Oh yeah, the guy's not really that good." Thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I think that was his way of paying Robichaud back. Hmm. To go, I mean, like, like uh, from a from a reading standpoint, did it come across like, why is this extra, extra, extra nasty? Like, is this for the character yeah, yeah. or is this for? It was. It just shook me, man. It was just violent. Mm. Really, really over the she top. went into such good. detail with it. Like, yeah, yeah. You, you just think he's been hit by the car and he's dead and like or dying and you're like, that's really sad. But then she was like, oh, his like fucking guts are spewed out over the floor and his legs. And you're like, Jesus oh. fuck. Like, you didn't go into that detail for the other characters. But this bit. one who I really, really like, you're absolutely destroyed. Yeah, yeah. A bit I was reading earlier, going back over it. It was the detail when uh, Robichaud is giving him CPR and it says he's just a faceless mess. But mm. as he's giving him CPR, he can see his eyes. It's Even though his face is ruined, he can still see the person he knew. And when he's giving him mouth-to-mouth, gravelly bits of tooth are coming off no, out of Torres and going into his mouth. <laughs> and I was like, who thinks of that? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Megan, yeah. But Megan, yeah, yeah, really, really good I, touch. I could that see how she wrote that. Uh, yeah, I can see how she wrote a torture porn afterwards. It's like, yeah, you've already got that in you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's so good. Uh, but yeah, uh, how did you feel about uh, interviewing you? How did you feel mm-hmm. uh, when the supernatural element kicked in? Was it would you, would you um, a supernatural element? Was it his imagination? How did you see it? I thought that was really interesting. I, To me... It blindsided me a bit, and I loved it. To me, I don't think he was imagining it. 
I think there was a supernatural element there. I think that the the little goth girl from the bookstore was there, like baiting him. And the reason I think that is because the way she died was a bit different to every other victim. Like the way Megan described it was almost like this girl knew something was coming or was kind of all right dying like there was there was just something odd about her death compared to every other woman well, I liked in the her as well. another one i liked mm. uh i thought she was a good character for when she was in it but yeah. no i think it was definitely supernatural yeah i, I do think. i think i read it like she's there like she's haunting him not he's feeling some guilt because clearly he wasn't like so i, I just he, thought that sort of person yeah, so I just thought, no, like she has to be there, and I don't know what she's done to be there, but something's happened, and she's not letting it go. Um, but yeah, I'm not sure at the end, like when they kind of circled him, I don't think they did, but I think she was there the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, agree that yeah, she was the one, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it was interesting because again, like yeah, it wasn't that sort of book, and then you're like, oh, okay, what's going on here? Is he cracking up for that? <laughs> Like, I don't think he's cracking up. Like he's already fucking bananas. Yeah, yeah, like well, this is like that, something different. <laughs> completely, completely, uh, and all written really well. Yeah, yeah. I think, like I said, I think it's one of those books that it isn't kind of pure extreme horror. But I think anyone who reads that sort of stuff would really enjoy this book. I think there's enough in there yeah. to kind of satisfy the blood first or the grossness, but. What you also get is this fantastic detective story that's got a cinematic quality to it and great characters who you kind of love to hate or you want to see do a little better or like you really get yeah, invested. Yeah, definitely. Really, really invested, yeah. It's so good. Uh yeah, I love it. Love it. And I'd I'd read more on White Branch. I love White Branch, I love the place. And other characters, like there was a uh a detective Brandon, I think, come in. Towards the end, uh, the guy who the kid gives the the badge to Torres's badge. Mm. They kind of they yeah, mention I him think, a little bit. Uh, I think she mentioned about writing something about him to me. That'd be good. And she just kind of fleshed out the department. There was the captain and the whole thing. Yeah, very. The captain was kind of done though, wasn't she? By the end of the investigation, yeah, yeah. she was like, "Fuck this shit! Like this is too much." <laughs> yeah, really yeah. good. No. Yeah, no, I would definitely be interested in more, but if it was just this, like I'm more than happy with it. It was a fantastic book. Yeah, yeah. Right. Definitely, definitely. Same. I mean I mean anything she writes, I've said this, <laughs> anything she writes is it's kind of like a when your favourite artist brings out a new album or something like that, you go, Oh yeah, I'll go and buy that. Yeah. You know, I'll just get it. I don't care, you know, you don't know what it's gonna be like, so just get it. So I'm into yeah, anything Megan writes on there, basically. Awesome. I mean that's uh probably a decent place to finish this really is like yeah anything she buys just go and grab a copy of it but especially quite pretty things oh it's such a good book such a good book uh yeah it's fucking love it man uh thank you for not mentioning the fact i'm wearing my wife's uh dressing gown no that's cool i was going to leave that for you to mention you know Uh, but yeah, thank you very much for recommending this book. Um, I did uh, mean to read more, Megan. Like I said, I really loved Blue Jay. I thought it was a great little kind of throwback book. Um, but yeah, when I looked in the kind of synopsis of her other books, I thought, oh, okay, that's not really that's not really her normal thing. But it doesn't sound like she has a normal thing other than just writing really well. 
Really, yeah, yeah, really, really well. Uh, I think anything she does is just going to be great. What, what is of the two? What's your favourite? Uh, Blue Jay or QPT? Or I think uh, they, they're both vastly different. Aren't I they? think so. Quiet Pretty Things is probably my favourite. But if I was going to read one again, I would read Blue Jay just because it's more my sort of book. But yeah, I yeah. think Quiet yeah, Pretty okay. Things is superior. I think it's just an amazing book. Amazing book, amazing. But, uh, but yeah, sometimes I like to read it. the more trashy things. This book's a bit too classy <laughs> for me. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like that. With, I'm like that with movies, man. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need it. We need it. Exactly. But, awesome. Well, thank I you very much for give, uh, coming I on. I give a shout out to the school that we both went to. Oh yeah, yeah. we didn't mention that, did we? Yeah, yeah no. We uh, went just... to the same school. Yeah. What year did was... you finish? God, I, I must have been ninety-four to ninety-nine. Oh yeah, yeah. So I was a bit earlier. I think I finished there in nineteen ninety because I'm being an old bastard as I am. <laughs> yeah, but I probably so had know. all the same teachers. Yeah, so people you'll never know. amount yeah, to anything, have, uh, Alison. We probably both. Yeah, we both went to uh, Crookon School. You lived what, like what, three, four roads across from me, which is just yeah, bizarre yeah, to think. Close. Bad yeah. man. Mad. And yeah. yeah, we probably got told <laughs> multiple times in English how terrible our spelling was and. I imagine you got constant shit about not using indents and <laughs> <laughs> probably yeah yeah uh, yeah yeah but I wonder who you had. Move on, man. You must have had Mr. Davis right as an English teacher. He was Mr. a fantastic teacher. Davis, and Mrs. There was a woman, Mrs. O'Connor, who she was about seven hundred and three, and she'd been uh, <laughs> she'd been alive. She was like I'm sure she was undead, but yeah, we had uh, so many awful teachers. Yeah, uh, I wonder how many of them have snuck into our books unknowingly. A few have snuck into mine. Yeah, uh, a couple definitely. of the sports teachers, I reckon, have. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, I won't say the name. <laughs> no, but, no, uh, you don't need to. Yeah. I, I read, uh, what was it, Shot to Your Drop, thinking like, yeah, I know this guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they'll all end up there, man, all of them. Yeah. All of them. They all deserve their places. But no, no, it was just a really odd thing. I think well, it must be like nearly a year ago now where we found that out. And it's like, oh, okay, that's really yeah. odd. Yeah. Yeah, definitely weird, man. Definitely weird. Mm. But good. Yeah. So after living like five minutes apart, we get to talk like 25 years later when you're at the other end of the country. Yeah. All, all things happen, man. All, all yeah. happen for a reason. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Two extreme horror authors coming from Crook on Score probably says a lot as well. Yeah. Well, you know. I don't know if they ever do school reunions, but I have to rock up there in our limos when we're, you know, obviously when we <laughs> sold more novels. Yeah, uh, I've come a, a little away away from the limo at the moment, but we'll share a taxi in the minute. We'll share a taxi, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting a lift. <laughs> oh, no, thanks awesome. for this, dude. Oh, no problem, man. Thank you very much for coming along. It's been awesome getting to chat to you. No, likewise, dude. Thank you. Excellent. Thanks very much. And yeah, I will see everyone later with another episode pretty shortly. And yeah, thanks once again, Calvin, for coming on the show.